The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And today we'll be exploring the nexus of two of our most longstanding passions. Whiskey, of course, yep. and heavy metal music. Oh yeah. Yeah. And not only will we be tasting some metal-related whiskey expressions and testing our knowledge of both whiskey and metal in a new whiskey competition, but we'll also be ranking the top 10 metal bands of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. And I'm sure everyone everywhere will agree with every single choice. Oh gosh. Fuck no. <laughs> no. I'm already mad. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us on this potentially explosive metal whiskey combinatorial extravaganza, we have two metal heads in their own right, the Mayor Siobhan. Hey, everybody. And Gabe the Whiskey Sherpa. Hi, this one goes to 11. Uh, And now, as he does, Ed's going to tell us which metal band's whiskeys we'll be evaluating tonight, but not until after also telling us about a special announcement regarding the future of the podcast. Yeah, so Scott and I have entered into a relationship with the Neat Glass. Yes. It's a highly engineered, scientifically researched tasting glass of whiskey. Definitely. And this has been two years in the process, except the Neat Glass didn't realize it was. (laughs) We know we've been wanting to work with them for over two years because we feel it's far superior to the other tasting glasses. And so finally, I reached out to the owner and I called up George. Well, I I emailed him and he called me. We talked a bit and we realized we had something in common, that we love his glass and that we agreed together to make him the official tasting glass of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, Scott and I have been granted official titles of brand ambassador for the Neat Glass on the East Coast specifically yeah. because we're trying to tell people how perfect this glass is to taste whiskey. Yes. There's a lot of glasses that are more well-known that we have always felt did not do the job. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about with the glass and when we use it later, we'll get into more detail about it, but uh, I guess he would say they're our first sponsor on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really exciting. You guys know, uh, listening to us, we mentioned the neat glass a lot where we were tasting it and we say we're tasting it out of our neat glasses. And uh, we did a short very early on where we compared a tumbler, a Glencairn, the Norland glass, which is another competitor of theirs, and the neat glass. And the neat glass did come on top. Yeah, Um, that was July of uh, 2019. Yeah, and that's what Ed's talking about two years ago. And we kind of joked after that, like we were talking about sponsors and, you know, we were just trying to dream big. (laughs) And that was one that we said maybe they would sponsor. Yeah, because Scott never wanted to really get into bed, as he put it, with a distillery. So we said, well, if we're not going to reach out to distilleries, (laughs) 
what product can we work with that can kind of be mutually beneficial to us and them? And, and which one do we like? And this was the number one choice. And so just so you know, there's a Neat Spirits Evaluation Academy where you can actually go online. Basically, it's like a free online course on how to use the glass. And then if you want to purchase, you can just email us at whiskeytangent at gmail.com and we'll make that happen for you. Yeah. That's at www.theneatglass.com and then click on Academy and you can learn all about the science behind this glass and why we love it so much. Yes. Uh, that being said, we're also triply excited because we're going to be tasting three whiskeys here representing two bands. First of all, our good friends in Slipknot, who we've never met, <laughs> but I feel like I know them because I really feel like they rejuvenated my love of metal when they came out. I thought they were so unique and I appreciate the, our, our guests being patient because this is I'm really dominating right now and I apologize. Oh, I you love guys, it when you dominate. <laughs> Uh, noted. <laughs> Distracted. Distracted. So, so I like to watch. <laughs> get in your gimp outfit and get in the box. <laughs> slip out, so, slip out, slip out. Right. So the, uh, focusing everyone back. Like the neat glass focuses the aromas. Exactly. To your nose. Yeah. So your nose. So Slipknot, you know, you first look at them and you think they're gimmicky because they wear the mask and all, but then you right. listen to their music and man, they all can bring it. The singer can get really rough and angry, but yet he has great tone and melody mm. in his voice. And I really love the contrast really that he gives us. Corey Taylor. Yeah, Corey Taylor, yes. right. And so we have the Slipknot uh, number nine. Scott will give you the specifics on it. And then yep. I think a band that has definitely set itself apart in heavy metal, Metallica, they've come out with a whiskey blackened, but many different versions of it. Yeah. And we have the regular blackened expression. Also have a cast strength edition, and it's a, a store pick, too, from Total Wine. We're unsure we're going to have that. Um, we yeah. already go with two expressions, and Gabe pulled a rabbit out of his hat like he always does. He, he never comes empty-handed. Yeah, so Gabe got the, us the cast strength, but uh, Siobhan actually bought the regular black. Oh, thanks, yeah. Siobhan. Oh, thank yes, you. Yes, yeah. I did. And yeah. I just saw it, and I really wanted to just try it, because I kept hearing about black and whiskey, and I knew that each one had its own special playlist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to grab one, and then yeah. I want to go home and see what the, see playlist, what the playlist is. is yeah. Yeah. And then play the playlist yeah. and drink the whiskey exactly i put it in the vault and you couldn't do it yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it was Sorry. okay because you know i make sacrifices for that's the true. podcast she does. see what happens do. yep. she does. we get sponsors okay <laughs> that's, that's what happens that's right. and you know you, you you brought up uh whiskeys with the you know, celebrity names attached to them and yeah. obviously yeah. you would think that you know heavy metal or music itself was probably the same thing but the black and has been holding on for a few years and it's been getting pretty decent ratings from a lot of different sources. It so. has. You're right, Gabe. You, you think it's sort of a gimmick, but some of these yeah. guys in these heavy metal bands, like the Split Knot that we're going to taste first, right. actually not, had a hand in creating the whiskey yeah. They're itself. They're not just fronting their name and putting some money into it. They're going through the process exactly. and, and seeing it through. And then you have some bands who had whiskeys, but they're just no longer available. Like yeah. I would have loved to have tried the Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a chronological list of like who was first and yeah. right through that. Yeah. And recently, about a little over a month ago now, Scott and I were able to try a very, very rare metal expression. Yes. The uh, Few Whiskey. Yeah, with, with Alice in Chains. Yeah, we, oh, we were able wow. to try that. Yeah. Actually, we're partying with the owner and master distiller of Few. Yeah. As we do. As we do. <laughs> Where was this at? At the lounge. He was flew in from Chicago. He did a tasting up at Benash, and then he came into the lounge, and, and Andre set it up so we could uh, meet him. And, oh, nice. And part of that, they let us have a taste of that rare bottle, and yeah. it was delicious. I mean, it's certainly it was. the best thing we drank that day, and, mm. yep. and that says a lot, because people sleep on few, and we're going to do an episode on few coming out in February. February, yes. yeah. All right, yeah, so we're going to taste the Slipknot number nine Iowa. I have three paragraph uh, a description of it and the stats, and we'll taste it. 
In 2005, Jeff Quint, whose family has farmed and distilled spirits for generations in Iowa, founded Cedar Ridge Distillery because he believed it was time for the number one corn-producing state in the United States to share its homegrown bourbon with the world, thus becoming the first licensed distillery in Iowa since what, Ed? Prohibition. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> After releasing its first batch of whiskey in 2010, Cedar Ridge quickly became a nationally recognized leader in craft spirits, winning multiple awards such as Best American Craft Whiskey at the 2016 New York World Spirits Competition and American Distilling Institute's Distiller of the Year Award in 2017. In 2019, they decided to collaborate with members of the band Slipknot, themselves a product of Iowa having formed in Des Moines in 1995, and ultimately releasing the number nine Iowa whiskey, named for the number of members in the band mm -hmm. made not only with member sean crahan himself aka clown number nine iowa whiskey is a complex robust sipping spirit featuring a bold sweet and spicy flavor that tastes like the hard work and quality that you expect from the people of iowa <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, they love well, themselves in iowa they do yeah so this i'm just waiting and bleeding to smell it <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice this whiskey the category is a small batch blended whiskey. Its proof is 90. The mash bill is 51% corn, 35% malted rye, mm. which is interesting, and 14% malted barley. Wow. Distiller bottle and blender, as I said, is Cedar Ridge Distillery in Swisher, Iowa. There's no age statement, but on the website, they say three to four years. It's about $40. Its whiskey advocate score is 87. It won Best Celebrity Whiskey by Forbes Magazine in 2019 and double mm. gold at the John Barleycorn Awards in 2021. Wow, John Barleycorn. And I I don't care, John no. Barleycorn, I, I don't, don't care. care, I don't care, my master's gone away. <laughs> the Barleycorn Awards are um, whiskey writers. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Um, All right, so yeah, so let's taste it. We have it in our neat glasses, and we will instruct our yeah. guests in the proper tasting of the whiskey. Right, so you can mm, either hold, hold the whiskey up at the lip if you want to keep it cool, or you hold it at the base and it'll help warm it, your choice. Right. You want to put about an uh, ounce and a half, hold the glass level and swirl rigorously, promoting evaporation. Yes. Hold the glass level, nose hit the center of the sweet spot in Ooh. the rim plane, close mouth, sniff through the nose. Don't go past the lip, though. Stay above it. Mm. You should just get a little bit of a tease on that. Move nose across the rim plane to the rim edge to detect florals and other lighter character aromas. Be careful, the diffused ethanol will appear around the rim. Right. So the lighter compounds, mm. they have a lower molecular mass. This guy wrote a scientific paper about it. It's fabulous. Yeah. And they the lighter compounds go over the rim, and ethanol is the lightest compound mm -hmm. associated with the whiskey. Right. It's also suggested that you cover... Oh, which we did not do. Right. We, we don't have our covers here no, yet, but... No. George, you, George you is going to do it with any some. scrap piece of paper or coaster. Because what happens is it, it kind of builds up if you cover it. And then when you release it, it releases it sort of all of once. They also say do not add water to the nosing part because it uh, raises liquid surface tension and shuts down all evaporation, giving right. a false impression of opening the spirit. Once again, remember the ethanol numbs. Uh, what does he, he call it with those? Oh, a, no. he was calling it the ethanol lockout. Yeah. If you do take you know three deep sniffs of any whiskey, you will create ethanol lockout. Your nose will shut down. Right. And what George said that I thought was interesting is at that point, your brain will start to manufacture what you're smelling from memory, which is why a lot of times you hear people say stuff like, oh, vanilla and corn. Right. Because they know that vanilla and corn are somewhere in there, as opposed to saying something like, you know, burnt vanilla or creme brulee or caramel or yeah. butterscotch, which is more detailed. And so if you do need to reset, it takes about four minutes to get about 80, 85% of your right. nose back. All right, so what are we smelling now that we've gone through all that? Right. Neat glass 101. 
initially off the bat, yeah. um, I know we've all described these whiskeys, corn, vanilla, sure. caramel. But of course. First thing that popped in my head was a nice sweet carrot cake. Oh, interesting. Very yeah, nice. That's, that's, see, that's definitely specific. Very, yes. Very pleasant. I, I like a nice carrot cake, but the cream cheese icing has to be perfect. Exactly. So what are you getting, Scott? You know, honestly, I'm not really getting a lot off of this particular whiskey. I'm not getting ethanol, so no. that, that so is correct. It's it not is, just me. Yeah, no. I'm yeah, not. It's kind of muted. It's it, muted? It's I'm very muted. I am getting some floral notes, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not getting a lot of the traditional no. vanilla and stuff. I got Maybe like, gingerbread, which might might piggyback on what okay. games got. Yeah, I got a peppery spiciness a little uh, bit to of, the nose. A little bit of leathery going on. Light, okay. light leather, yeah. you know, not overbearing. And it's only 90 proof, too, right? It's only 90 proof, right, yeah. So let's, but, let's give it a little taste now. Sure. That's, mm. that's different. Wow. A lot of flavor. Yeah. yeah a, lot, man, a lot more flavor than on the, the uh, nose. The, the pepper definitely came in there yeah. for me. Yeah. It's it's spicy. It's peppery. Um, I'm getting a, a little hint of like a black licorice. Oh, wow. Yes. Very subtle, but it's it's right there. God, the finish is so peppery. The mash bill is really coming through here as being unique. This is a very, very good whiskey. Yeah. This is different than I thought it was going to be. And what does this cost about? Uh, this was $40 on their website. I bought Shit. it. Shit. I think all the flavors have a great duality. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is left behind. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're just saying Slipknot songs and those are tasting notes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I like it, though. Yeah, Yeah, this tastes really really nice. I'm getting a, a very subtle... Um, maybe apple, a red, a red apple, cinnamon apple. Oh, oh, yeah. The finish it, is is holding on the tongue very nice. Yeah, the finish does have the Kentucky hug. And what does this go for? Forty bucks. Man, it's a bargain. I am impressed. This I am is, too. I think this is going to be added to the collection. And you know me, yeah. I don't just add anything no, to you the collection. Don't. She's, she is exclusive. This is a really nice sipping whiskey that I could like. It's not going to yeah. blow you yes. away, but yeah. it's also it has enough flavor that you can enjoy it without worrying about how much you paid for it. Yeah, right. Well, first yeah. of all, it also is complex enough for ninety proof. Like mm-hmm. it's like so. You want to be careful. I don't think a lot of water helps this. I put some water on it. I feel like I lost something. But um, this is much better. Than I expected, and uh, it, yeah. it goes to what you know. You said earlier, or Gabe, one of you said about how celebrity uh, whiskeys aren't just a gimmick. There's some that are really well constructed, and this is one of them. Yeah, if you didn't know the proofing were off the bat, you wouldn't think it's ninety. You would mm. think it's about a one hundred five or so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It comes absolutely. off that hot. And you know what? This may be a sneaky whiskey where, oh, hey, yes. it's only 90 proof. Uh-huh. And you're sipping and sipping. And next thing you know, yeah. you're playing Uno for two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, it's good. So let's see uh, the tasting notes. Uh, on the nose, hefty waves of honey, mm. toasted cornbread, and just a touch mm. of smoked paprika. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I can see that. It was really peppery. Yeah. 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 Uh, on the palate, toffee, apples. Chocolate. Interesting. I haven't tasted chocolate yet. Citrus blossom, cracked black pepper, and caraway. So like a rye sort of rye bread. I was getting a little chocolate on the finish, but I just didn't go there yet. Well, here we go. On the finish, continued chocolatey notes. Ed, there you go. Uh, With some fragrant florals coming in right at the end. This is uh, yeah. You said that. Master of malt. These tasting notes. Master. Master. (laughs) Wrong band. I'm getting the floral. I'm not getting the chocolate. No, I'm not really getting the chocolate well, either. I did. Maybe, so. maybe, yeah, maybe chocolate yeah. would be on a globe. I mean, sometimes... Let's, uh, let's give yeah, I, applause. I, I am on water. I, I do have water on mine and, a little, and one cube, so that could be what opened up the chocolate. I, I put, a, I put yes. a couple of drops of water. I could reasonably 
tastes something that tastes a little bit like milk chocolate in there. Very light, but yeah. Like I think if you hadn't said chocolate and it wasn't in the notes, I don't think I would have associated. Um, so uh, this is a win. Yeah. This is really yeah, nice. That's a win. Good I, really band, surprised. Good yeah, yeah. I love this and roses. Any fans out there and would like to send Siobhan <laughs> some roses, whiskey or roses or four roses whiskey. No, oh, very nice. She would like that as well. Uh, send it uh, to uh, whiskey tangent. I did Gmail. not say it for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Send your request. We'll send you an address directly to our house. So, oh! you, so you can send your whiskey and come and stalk her outside and, uh, <laughs> and threaten the very, very existence of the podcast. Just wow. remember, I do believe in the Second Amendment. That's well, right. Mm, Hello. Right. So, right. Let's, so on that note, <laughs> let's play Quiz Key. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Hello. Okay, so this is Quiz Key right. Metal Whiskey Edition. Yeah. Round one will be questions about metal. Round two will be questions about whiskey. And round three will be questions about metal and whiskey. In the first round, a first chime-in correct answer is 100 points. The second chime-in correct answer is 50 points. The third chime-in correct answer is 25. However, if you get it wrong, negative 25. Holy fuckaroni. So here we go. Metal Whiskey Quiz Key Round 1. Question number one. Although most metal bands are nowhere near the top-selling acts in terms of album sales, they can still move a lot of albums. Which of the following metal bands has sold the most? Is it A, ACDC, B, Guns N' Roses, C, Metallica, or D, Van Halen? Gabe. Van Halen. Van Halen is incorrect. I'm so sorry. Ed. ACDC. ACDC is the correct answer. Fuck you, Ed. <laughs> ACDC has 75 million albums. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then the How whole many thing, does Metallica have? Metallica has 63 million. It's just so a, close. It's, it's all close, but longevity, man. Van Halen? Van Halen has 57. Wow. wow that's and it. Guns N' Roses has the least of those four, uh, 45 million. Question number two. Surprisingly, which of the following metal bands has never had an album reach number one on Billboard's top 200 album charts? Is it A, Kiss, B, Motley Crue, C, Slipknot, or D, System of a Down? Ed. Uh, Slipknot. Is incorrect. Oh, shit. Siobhan. Kiss. Kiss is the correct answer. Yes! Better get that one right. That's true. She's a huge Kiss fan. fan. When I was researching this, I was so surprised that Kiss had never had a number one album. I could have sworn they did. Yeah. So uh, the Kiss album Sonic Boom was number two on October 24th of 2009. Yeah, Yeah. but that's not even when their heyday was. Exactly. You would think like Detroit Rock City or whatever. Uh like whatever their earlier albums were when they were super like whatever like rock and roll all night is on dude like i mean they're they're kiss a live album yeah like double platinum yeah like seriously double platinum was the greatest hit but even so yeah yeah you think that one of those got there that i know double platinum was the first album i ever bought oh wow Uh you know what my first album that i ever bought was kiss dressed to kill oh my god so i would just want to say motley Crue had a number one album the dr feelgood yeah yeah. in 89 uh slipknot and system of down both had three yes wow Isn't that crazy? Okay, so question number three. Although a few metal lineups have remained unchanged over the years, many bands have gone through a bit of turnover now and then. Which of the following bands has had the most official members? A, Black Sabbath. B, Guns N' Roses. C, Whitesnake. Or D, Iron Maiden. Gabe. Guns N' Roses. 
Guns N' Roses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is incorrect. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Siobhan. Iron Maiden. Is incorrect. No way. Ed, do you, you want to hazard a guess? White Snake. It's got to be White Snake. White Snake is the correct answer. <laughs> uh, White Snake had 39 members Jeez. total. Uh, Black Sabbath had 25, Guns N' Roses 22, and Iron Maiden 19. Wow. David Coverdale was my first crush. Oh. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, an obscure album out there. If you like some obscure rock albums, Coverdale Page. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have that on the Jimmy list. Page. Are you kidding me? It came yeah. out 30 years ago this week. Did Jimmy, it? Jimmy yeah. Page and Coverdale came out with a wow. really good fucking album. It really yeah. was. It's good stuff. Okay, so <laughs> question number four. Metallica has had 16 songs appear on the Billboard Top 100 list, but they've only had one song reach the top 10. Which song was it? A, Enter Sandman from Metallica, the Black Album. B, The Day That Never Comes from Death Magnetic. C, One from Injustice for All. Or D, Until It Sleeps from Load. Enter Sandman. That is incorrect. That's unbelievable. Siobhan. One. That is also incorrect. What? This is a rigged game. <laughs> I should be at the top. The top. Where are you getting these what questions are, from, Scott? What's the other two left? Gabe, the other two are The Day That Never Comes from Death Magnetic. It cannot be correct. Or Until It Sleeps from Load. I got to go with Day It Never Comes. Incorrect. Oh, fuck. And Gabe gets negative 25. Oh. Gabe's in the negative. Holy shit. No, Until It Sleeps is a good song, but I just don't understand how Entertainment was so huge. Yeah, it was. That was what I was on uh, like too. a year. Uh, yes, I will tell you their peak. So Until It Sleeps did make it to number 10. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, Entertainment and The Day That Never Comes both reached 31, and one only reached 35. Except my okay. buzzer. All right, clear the buzzers. Question number five. The term heavy metal was used to describe a new style of drum pounding, bass thundering, guitar-centered music for the first time in what medium? A, a song lyric, B, an album title, C, a music review, or D, a music documentary? Siobhan. Music review. Music review is the correct answer. Yes, bitch! And it's a bit of a trick. Because the first mention of heavy metal, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, yeah, right. Yes. Born to be wild. Yeah, born to be wild, yes. Wow. But the first time that somebody referred to the genre of heavy metal music was in a music review. Oh, I forget. what I read a whole article about it. It was intensely interesting. I think it was in the Cream magazine. Oh, wow. And it, but I don't know exactly the review, okay. the band that they were reviewing. But yeah, so that's an interesting tidbit there. So at the end of round one, we have... Siobhan with 150 points, Ed with 75, and Gabe with negative 25. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to take a little bit of a break, come back and talk about and taste Metallica's Blackened. Blackened! 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 Be right back.
everybody. Now we're ready for Metallica. Believe it or not, we just rocked the shit out of some oh, Blacken. The rap we, we did. <laughs> yeah, man, it was great, man. We, we put Blackened on while we were cleaning the we glasses. We really did. We're probably going to get an email tomorrow, but that's yeah. okay. It was totally yeah. worth it, and it was before 10 o'clock. All caps in red bold font. <laughs> Scott's got to replace four windows, but Attention, it's all good. Jackie's Crossing. <laughs> no Blackened after 10 o'clock, please. Oh, shit. But anywho, yes. we can't wait to try the Blackened, and yeah. you know what? To lead us off, I'm going to give it to Scott. All right. Thank you so much, Siobhan. So, yes, this is Metallica's Blackened. I have three paragraphs of story. Blackened began as a collaborative effort between Metallica and master distiller and blender Dave Pickerel, mm-hmm. a West Point graduate. Did you know that? Yep. And whiskey savant who had previously worked with Maker's Mark, Whistlepig, the revival of George Washington's Mount Vernon Distillery, Boo. Garrison Brothers in Texas, and many, many Wow, Garrison Brothers. I, I think I, that's one I don't think I knew. Yeah. Sadly, Dave passed away in late 2018, shortly after the launch of Blackened, with Rob Dietrich taking over in 2019 as the guardian of Dave's legacy. It's possibly torn with Metallica might have hastened his death. We're not sure about that. Maybe. But he went out the Possibly. way any of us would want to go. Yes, if touring had, with Metallica. If he had I, been the way we did, he his brain probably just went I loose. talked to yeah. some people that were with him the last year who uh-huh. worked with him the, uh, when we were working with Hill Rock. Yeah. The Hill Rock guy was like, every time we tried to contact him, he was pretty much at a show or somewhere with Metallica. It, so Wow. Yeah, he really was. So we he spent was the last cool year of his guy. life really but enjoying But that's pretty himself. awesome. Yes. You know, for him to be there, yeah. that really says that he probably enjoyed their music. And mm-hmm. that the band was really involved with the, uh, yes. the, the production yeah. of the whiskey itself. Absolutely. Black and Whiskey is a marriage of the finest bourbons and ryes chosen by Dave Pickerel, who was renowned for his whiskey finishes, an aspect that he called flavoring for adults. <sighs> and for Black and Dave chose black brandy casks, which, after the whiskey is added, are then jolted to life by the unmistakable earth-shattering music of Metallica by using a proprietary sonic enhancement process first developed by New York State's Hudson Whiskey Distillery to reduce aging time. Blackened is pummeled by low hertz sound waves, which agitates the whiskey deeper into the wood of the barrel where it picks up additional flavor characteristics. Released in periodic batches of about 5,000 bottles each, Blackened is more than just a whiskey. It's a testament to the creative process, to the hard work and determination required to make something from nothing, and a monument to the ones who charge into the fray and come out the other side stronger together. The, the category is a blended finished whiskey. The proof is 90, just like the uh, number nine Iowa whiskey. Interesting. The mash bill is undisclosed, but it's a mix of primarily bourbons, but also some rye. The, there's no age statement, but they say that it's an average of eight years. Oh, okay. Finished in the black. Really? Yeah, finished in black brandy cask with sonic enhancement for two to 10 weeks. So it is sourced, but the source distillers, according to the whiskey jug, our, our friend who we've never met, the <laughs> bourbon is likely from MGP and the rye is likely from Alberta distillers, which we all now know from our Whistlepig 10 short, are mind-blowingly owned by Beam Centauri. So part of the whiskey in this is likely from Beam Centauri. Oh. Right. The so price. It, so it could be Jim Beam Black. Jim Beam Blackened. <laughs> the price is uh, thirty-five to forty dollars. The whiskey advocate score for this is a ninety-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a ninety, right? Yeah, which is pretty good. So here, Siobhan, here's what you wanted to talk about: the no. songs 
Yes. That were sonically blasted were Anesthesia Pulling Teeth from Kill 'em All, mm-hmm. uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls from Ride the Lightning, and Justice for All from, and Justice for All, Don't Tread on Me from Metallica Black, uh, The God That Failed, also from the Metallica Black album, yep. wow. Sabra Cadabra from Garage Incorporated, which wow. is originally a Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath song, a cover yep. of that, uh, Moth into Flame from Hardwired to Self-Destruct, and Now That We're Dead, also from Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And if I'm not mistaken, were these Danny Trujillo picks? I don't know. This was back Batch 111. So what I did was um, exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. I went and I looked at Batch 111, and I'm pretty sure when I went to the website that it told me that the songs were picked specifically by Danny Trujillo. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So finally, we will be able to nose and taste it. All right. So Siobhan and I have been covering ours the whole time. Oh, uh, shit. And Gabe. I Gabe did, did too. Yeah, I'm a copycat. I, I saw you doing and it. Scott did too. Just like Scott. So, okay. <laughs> and I did too. Whatever. All right. So once again, give it a little swirl. Mm. Level. I'm going to watch you because I think I'm doing it wrong. Nose at center of the sweet spot, which right in the rim place right here, above the rim, they're not in it. George recommends keeping your mouth closed and sniffing through your nose. Because the opening of the mouth will dissipate the alcohol burn, but it will also dissipate the flavors. I'm getting my favorite flower. The rose. A rose. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, I got some of that, sure. Yeah, there's a lot of floral notes on there. Absolutely. I'm catching some honey. Mm. Yes, yeah, I'm definitely getting. I'm getting honey notes. I'm getting some sweet fruit. Like I'm getting honey. a little bit of a cinnamon in the oven, uh, biscuit baking type. Uh, maybe a raisin. Mm. Sweet fruit. So yeah, yeah. Like, but I couldn't place it. That makes sense. Yeah, I know you guys think I'm weird, but sometimes I smell in years. Oh, in years. Right, right, right. I smell 1986. <laughs> <laughs> you year. have a little synesthesia well, like, going on. Follow up on that. What about the 86 is in that glass? I just smell and feel mid-80s to me as a child. So at the time, I would have been seven, which means I probably would have early discovery of Metallica. Mm, interesting. So this puts me back to my 97.5 WSOU Seton Hall mm. radio that I used to listen mm. to as a child, much to my parents' discomfort. It puts me at high school graduation, so I thank you for that. Yes. I mean, that was a fun time for me. Yeah. I, I, I issue that well. because yeah. certain smells will just, trigger true. a specific time in your life. And it, it yeah. will. Memory is very much triggered by smells. And that's exactly where I discovered discovered metal i discovered discovered metal from seton hall pirate radio and that's why sometimes i smell in years that's all are we tasting yeah uh, so now let's use a glass and uh yeah um, honey definitely honey yes. and smelling mm. uh, you know i will say yeah. that, that when you're yeah. using neat glass you're going to get a more pure smell you're not going to have the burn in the alcohol so you have to really start to figure out what you're actually smelling it at. is a different smelling experience i'm mm-hmm. going to go out on a limb and say this has been my best purchase all year i love this oh mm-hmm. yeah okay now, I know you talk about alcohol for on the nose. Is this yeah. something that mutes it? Yes. Well, it dissipates it more than mutes Because I, I haven't really had a, right. a blast of that, alcohol that, on the nose. That was the point. So and, and that's exactly what's supposed to happen. I'm definitely getting more flavor. It lets more of the actual components come out. I suppose to just have to fight through the ethanol to constantly smell stuff. What do you yeah. guys think you're tasting on the palate? Yeah, let's I'm, I'm getting sweet honey right off the bat. Okay. Along with the nose. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say honey. There's like a, a clove almost, but it's very, very subtle. Hear me out. Mm. No. A nut, but I'm thinking more of a cashew. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. The creaminess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. I got that. Sure. 
It's definitely not almond or, or peanut. Right, because the almond it's would more be subtle. more, yeah. It's not, I'm, I'm not saying it's pistachio or, or hazelnut. It's something like that, though. It might be Brazil nut that no one likes. Right, the big Nobody giant one, the one that comes in a mixed nuts that you have well, to like, like yeah. That kind of well, tastes like, like dirt to me. Well, cashew has more uh, of a creaminess I about it when you chew it up. It does. It's buttery. Right. I love yeah. Brazilian nuts. But I just feel like it's too much work. I don't want a nut that big. I feel like that nut's like, I'm taking on like. I feel like everybody's ignoring me. No, no, we're not. I love Brazilian nuts. Oh. But Ed doesn't like nuts that big. I'm not ignoring you. I'm saying I'm saying it seems like too much work for me. <sighs> don't Ed, be lazy. It's Ed doesn't delicious. like big, Ed doesn't like big nuts. No, he mm. wants he wants peanuts. I don't mind big nuts. Because usually with big nuts, there's a big mm. TMI. Anyway, let's get back to the tasting. Mm. <laughs> don't be shy. Let's get guy. back to whiskey guys. Oh, wait, we go off the rails again? Is that something uh, uh, we do? Uh, well, no, I think I, this should be a two parter episode. <laughs> it no. might have to be. <laughs> Especially when we drop in the hour-long live Metallica concert in the middle. <laughs> Between know, the two right. Metallica whiskeys. Right, just us jamming out the Metallica all night. Damn. All right, so let, let's do the tasting notes. So here we go. Then on the nose, uh, we got plum, golden raisins. Oh, all right, we had that. Wow, okay. Uh, brown sugar, oak, vanilla, baking spices, mm-hmm. and a tad biscuity. Mm. Yeah, okay. I, uh, smell the, I got a little bit on the, on the nosing. On the palate, uh, brown sugar, molasses, plum, golden raisins again, yep. oak, vanilla, baking spice, and biscuits. Huh. A little bit of baking spices I did very much get. Finish, medium long with flavors of cognac, corn mm. whiskey, and butterscotch. Yeah. Totally yeah. get the corn that's, whiskey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what smooths yeah, on the finish, it yeah. out. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like the cognac flavor because that, yes. to me, is what I think I mean by it's complex but also subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of in-your-face yeah. <laughs> uh, flavors here, but it all blends together very nicely. So what do you think? Do you think this is better or Ooh, not, not as good as the, that, as the Slipknot? I think it's a little bit not as good as the Slipknot. Yeah. Just a smidge. Just really? a smidge. I it's think so I, close. I think it's, it's I think very it close. It could be a day of the week thing. I'm getting a little bit of, of hot pepper on the uh, the finish. I am getting a right, little so more Dave likes it better. Now. I like it a little less. Siobhan's a tiebreaker. Uh, Siobhan likes it better, right? I Love this. Like there I said earlier, I think this was my best purchase of the year. Right. So she's year. got two bottles to buy because she already said the Slipknot's coming in. So that means that she's going to add the black in there. Well, you know, the Slipknot is definitely something that somebody could certainly send to me. Yeah. Ed, Christmas oh my God, is coming up. Game. Oh, us. I thought you meant, Christmas I thought you had like up. one of those Amazon like wish lists for like your uh, admirers. No. What is this? Do for your that? OnlyFans. Siobhan's <laughs> OnlyFans. It's Siobhan.OnlyFans.OnlyFans.com. <laughs> Amazon wish list. What is this? 2005? People still do <laughs> <Wow>. this? Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. You know how I am. I don't know. I'm like, very a trendy girl. I'll tell you what the fuck I want. Right, diamonds. Oh my God. <laughs> Every girl wants diamonds. Go to Siobhan's MySpace page. Uh, <laughs> 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 the one that has black and playing on it right now. But anyway, yes. I love it. You know why? Because of the smoothness and then only just a tad bite at the end. Yeah. It's not a lingering no, bite. No. It doesn't feel like it's burning down my throat. It, it has a spiciness, it's but just, it, it dissipates pretty quickly. So I'm going to split the difference here and I, I say they're pretty even. These two are different, but to me, even. Depending on the day of the week, right? Yeah. I, I really like this. So are you guys ready for round two of Quizki? Round yeah. two of Quizki. So this is round two. These are questions about whiskey in general. 200 points for a first chime in answer, 100 for the second chime in answer, 50 for the third chime in answer, negative 50 if you get the third chime in answer. Wrong. Oh, what wow. if you don't chime right, in at all? Right, right. If you don't chime in at all, nothing. All right, cool. It's cool. Question one in round two. 
Most people know that whiskey doesn't freeze if you keep it in your freezer. However, it will freeze if temperature gets low enough. If your whiskey is 80 proof, how cold does it have to get before your whiskey freezes? A, 31 degrees Fahrenheit, B, 16 degrees Fahrenheit, C, negative 16 degrees Fahrenheit, or D, negative 31 degrees Fahrenheit. Ed. Negative 16. Is the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> I was yes. going to say. Oh, wow. Well, someone's a teacher. <laughs> wow. <laughs> teacher knows how to figure out which answer is right on a test because I had no idea the answer. And Ed comes screaming back. Dick. Where were the questions? <laughs> wow. Question number two. <laughs> In 2019, a single bottle of Macallan 1926 60-year-old scotch Shit, sold for $1.9 million, oh my God. setting the record for the most money ever paid for whiskey. And at, the stupidest person in the world. At au- yes, at auction. But in October 2021, that record was broken when a full cask of Macallan scotch went for $2.33 million. During what year was this record-breaking cask initially filled? Is it A, 1931, B, 1951, C, 1971, or D, 1991? Ed. 1951. 1951 is the incorrect answer. Oh, Siobhan. 1931. That is also incorrect. Scott? You should just be giving me the answers because we're cool and we're neighbors. Right, I don't appreciate I, this. I, I get it. I get it. Right? I can't don't. cheat. I can't. Scott, just tell her she won. You, you won, Javon. Thank you. <laughs> Gabe, uh, do you want to hazard a guess on Le- the last two? Last two were what? Uh, 71 and 91. I'll go with 71. 71 is incorrect. Damn. <laughs> and Gabe sinks deeper into the neg. <laughs> 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 That was worth me not getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> to the never. I'm sorry, Gabe. Uh, it was 1991. Fuck really? that. And the reason why it's 2.33 million. Nobody cares. The, <laughs> the <laughs> 1.9 was a single bottle. This right. was a full cask. I think I'm so almost you're, done. You're going to get a, a, a bunch of bottles sure, out sure, of it. Sure, sure, sure. Right. So question number three. It is estimated that there are 20 million casks of whiskey aging in Scotland. How many more times is that than the number of people actually living there? Is it A, three times, B, four times, C, five times, or D, ten times? Ed. Five. Five is incorrect. Siobhan. Ten. Ten is incorrect. Gabe. B. B, four times? That is correct. Oh, you know what? Well, G- Gabe is still negative. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, good for you. Yeah. Gabe's Don't like, touch me. <laughs> wow. Gabe's like a special child. He's like, good job. It's getting. <laughs> no, oh, oh my God. He's just. Siobhan just told Gabe's whiskey. Don't touch my whiskey. All right. Uh, question number four. One shot of 86 proof whiskey has the same number of calories as a medium banana. How many calories is that? Is it A, 85 calories, B, 95, C, 105, or D, 115? Ed. 85. 85 is incorrect. Gabe. 105. 105 is the correct. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gabe is actually now in the black. Blackened. Oh. Question number five. The morning after the sinking of the Titanic yeah. in April of 1912, Charles Joffin 
was rescued after having spent more than three hours in the frigid waters of the North Atlantic. According to him, he didn't feel the cold because of the amount of whiskey that he drank before the ship went down. <laughs> what was Charles's occupation on the Titanic? Was it A, chief bartender, B, chief baker, C, chief engineer, or D, chief officer? Siobhan. A. A, chief bartender? Yes. That is incorrect. Ed? He was the baker. That is correct. I knew that. So in this round, Ed had 300. <laughs> Siobhan didn't have anything, unfortunately. I hate Gabe all of you. had 100. So at the end of round two, Ed is winning with 375. Siobhan is still second with 150. <clears throat> and Gabe 25? is at 75. Oh, shit. <laughs> This will be the end of round two. We're going to take a break and come back with the Metallica cast strength yes. blackened. We don't need a break. And once again, we will be uh, enjoying that in the neat glass, natural engineered aroma technology. Nice. All right, so we're back with our last whiskey of the night. Woo! Yay! Metallica's Black and Cast Strength. Yes. Thank you, Gabe. This is not a lot of work to do here for us. It's the same mash bill. It's the same everything, except they brought the proof up, and they changed the song list, and Scott's going to tell the nuances of the new whiskey. Correct. Uh, the proof is 114.72, <sighs> and uh, it was a little bit more expensive. Uh, Gabe, you bought this 60 Yeah, it was uh, 59 59 there you go. Yes. Uh, the, this is batch 121, as I mentioned earlier, bottled exclusively for total wine liquor stores yep. uh, across the country. Uh, the songs in it are Of Wolf and Man from Metallica. Oh, wow. I love so that. Yes. That's a B-side. Black the album. B-side. Yeah. Uh, Carpe Diem Baby. From, oh, that's another B-side. Yeah, from Reloaded. I told you these wow. are a little weird. Like, off air, we talked about how weird these were. Um, uh, no Juice Newton. <laughs> <laughs> I disappear. <laughs> Sorry, Juice Newton. That's another one of my favorites. That's the Mission Impossible song. Yes, that's the Mission yes. Impossible song. I disappear. Uh, Human from S&M. Uh, the Ecstasy of Gold from S&M, which Ooh. is originally a song from Ride the Lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sweet Amber from St. Anger. Uh, their worst album. Yes. Just a Bullet Away from Beyond Magnetic was a digital album that they released on EP for four songs in 2011, which I've never heard of. Somehow still better than than St. Anger. Yes. (laughs) And Dream No More from Hardwired to Self-Destruct. That's a very weird. Very weird. So let's give it a sniff. So this was, um, the first one was about 90 proof, and this is about 112? 114. 114. Almost 115. Yeah, it's a big wow. difference. You can, there's a difference between them and the smell, for sure. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of cinnamon, sweet cinnamon. Apples uh, is what I get. Um, Apples, interesting. Uh, a lot of stewed fruits, <laughs> if that makes any sense, which nobody <laughs> stews fruits. It's a cooked fruit. It's a baked apple. I'm getting maybe. almost like a plum or a raisin myself. So Okay. Yeah, there's there's definitely raisins there. 
maybe a light mm-hmm. milk chocolate covered raisinette type uh, smell going on. This is a great nose. It's I'm, very sweet. Yeah, uh, I'm actually getting some uh, like scotchy, earthy, maybe like grassy notes. Mm. Yeah, right. it's like very, a lowland very... scotch almost. I smell another year. Oh, what year? 1967. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't even thought of. 17 years before you were born. Oh my I'm, God, Ed and I weren't born then. <laughs> I'm getting 1967 Christmas Andy Williams. Oh, mm. happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, okay. Happy holidays. I don't know what that's called. I'm Let sure me... it's called something. I smell in years. I don't know what that is. It's called synesthesia. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Did your parents have like LP albums? Yes. They would play at Christmas time? Yeah. Did you ever notice that sometimes old things hold a scent, an old scent? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Are you projecting a smell and a memory yes. of a kid time? Yes. I was off this week and I was walking through old LP record stores. Okay. And there's a distinctive scent of old used LPs. Yeah, Vinyl, yeah, the yeah. cardboard that holds a smell about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. An old the, mustiness. The pot yes. seeds and the double albums. Sure, yeah. Well, no pot seeds because <laughs> my family is 100% straight what, edge. So what happened to you? How dare you, Gabe? <laughs> I know that you would never touch anything besides whiskey that would alter your senses. And guess who still has Catholic guilt from her 12 years of schooling? Thanks, Siobhan's parents. <laughs> yeah. Though she was probably adorable in her high socks and a little plaid skirt. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I had it hemmed. Right. I wasn't supposed to have it hemmed, and I had it hemmed. Behind, well, behind the rectory so, during... Uh, <laughs> I like to call it the e-rectory. <laughs> but listen, the... <laughs> Talk about mass. So, let's taste it. Yeah, let's taste it. That's what I say. I'm still smelling almonds. Mm. You mean like, ah, man, or almonds? No. A little more alcohol. That's ah, man. So, all right. So, this is my immediate idea. Yeah. The regular blackened has that little bit of spice, right? Yeah. This mm. one lingers. Yeah, oh yeah. I can taste so much clove on this one that I just had a hint of it in yeah. the other one. This is definitely everything Ooh. magnified. It's hot. And I thought the black and the slipknot Iowa nine were really close. This is better than both of them. Yeah, this is terrific. I feel like the regular black and is good enough. Oh and, sure. And, and well enough. I think it is. And and no shade to you, Gabe. I don't think I would purchase. Well, I mean, oh, I'm price not gonna, wise, you're saying it's good enough to spend the 40 to get the regular black. Absolutely. I, I'm going to have 100%. to agree. I mean, even though I bought the cast strength, I'm, I'm getting a lot of heat. Yeah. I put this into a tumbler with a half globe mm-hmm. to see like what it does to it. Yeah. You're definitely going to want to proof this one down. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. A couple drops really changes it. It does. Yeah. Oh, my God. I am definitely smelling dark chocolate on this mm-hmm. that yes. I didn't smell before until I took a, a bigger whiff. Ooh. This is quite good. All right. Uh, so here's my thing. I'm finding it to still be very alcohol forward. It is. And it I, is. And I do feel like the ice does give it a little bit more body, but I'm still finding it to be excruciatingly lingering. It's too much for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not something you want need all the time. For me, though, this is in my wheelhouse because it's nice and peppery. It's got a lot of spice on it. A lot it. of pepper, yes. Uh, it's got the dark chocolate notes that I really like in the Abuna that I just bought myself for a Christmas. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite scotches. I just did a, a quick sip of the original blackened. Oh, okay. You taste them side by side. 
I mean, there is some extra flavors in with the castorant, but there's just a lot of ethanol floating around. That it's just, uh, yeah, I agree. I percent. I don't know that it added as much as you could have. I think you can maneuver it and manipulate it with some water and globes and stuff. But I don't have to do that with the other black, and I can just pour it in a glass and drink it. So thank you. Let's thank just you. do that. Yeah. Well, you're all completely wrong because okay. <laughs> this is extraordinary. I okay. love this. Okay. Um, you know why? I, Scott, I'll let you continue. I just want to point out it's, well, you- <laughs> the reason is because we switched to tumblers and. And he still has the neat tasting glass, mm. and anything in the neat tasting glass tastes better than anything you else. You are 100% that must be it. That must right. be why, because he just has stayed with the neat tasting glass, and I've gone to a tumbler. <laughs> And that's why. That's true. So on the nose, here are the tasting <laughs> notes. There are mild earthy tones on the front end of okay. uh, dried grass, fennel, and amber oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was saying, actually. Oh God, amber oil. I think amber. I dated her in middle school. <laughs> it's Olive's sister. <laughs> amber oil. Me and Papa, used to, yeah. we used to double date. I am what I am. Very, very thin. I am. Kind of thin girl, right? Yeah, <laughs> very, very thin. thin and gawky. <laughs> the whole family. Yeah. Uh, sweet molasses, brown sugar, and bubble gum, which no. Uh, bubble gum. Uh, Who's that? It's just whiskey wash. Oh, pepper bubble wash. gum. You're better than that whiskey wash. All around a clean nose and balanced delivery of sweet and spicy. I mean... Okay. Uh, Everything but the bubble the gum. The sum up was good. Yeah, bubble gum. Fuck, that's bullshit. On the palate, the sweetness of the nose is moved directly into the front of the palate. This has the distinct flavor profiles of a soda fountain. Cotton candy, cream soda are forward with sarsaparilla. Okay, cream candy. Okay. Sure, that's um, good. Uh, yeah, you know what? Cream soda is a good tasting note for this. Mm. On the finish, warm, peppery, and pleasantly long. Uh, yes. There are other metal whiskeys that we couldn't get because they are super rare uh, and or expensive. Uh, or two- expired. Yeah, or expired. Yeah, in 2014, Anthrax did a uh, expression with Jefferson's Reserve that they called Indians Bourbon. It was seventy five dollars. I couldn't find any info on the age or the proof or anything. It was the most ridiculous rabbit hole I ever went into. It's like it didn't ever exist. I'm salty about it. Anyway, in 2015, Anthrax did a Beam Centauri Knob Creek Bourbon Single Barrel Select. It is 120 proof. It is aged nine years, and it is a hundred dollars. In 2015, Motorhead. Oh, yeah, I love Motorhead. Did a whiskey with Macmira in Sweden. Oh, uh, yeah. The Motorhead Quadruple X whiskey. It is a five year old single malt finished in sherry cast for six months, 80 proof. It's about $80. What? Then they also did one, uh, Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select, because Jack Daniels was a favorite of Lemmy. Lemmy, Lemmy, absolutely. Uh, 94 proof, 288 bottles. Uh, so what? very, very limited, and it was released at 99. If I got were, five of them. Yeah. If there are any left, they're probably astronomical. In 2020, Guar did a whiskey with Catoctin Creek Distillery. It was called Ragnarok Rye. It's 100% rye finished in sugar, maple, and cherry wood barrels. It's very interesting whiskey. I have seen that. It's 92 proof. They did two batches of 1,000 bottles each, and it sold out really quickly. Yeah, good luck. For like $99. In 2020 and 2021, Anthrax, again, they were really big into this. Um, They did three expressions with Hill Rock. They did the Evil Twin 1 and the... um, I bet it's a 2, Evil Twin 2. Evil Twin 2 is coming out. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Uh, Single barrel, double cask, 100% rye, 120.1 proof. They only did 238 bottles. It's $160. 
Remember, remember, Hill Rock starts at 90 when they get up I, in the morning. I so know, right. anything after that is going to be money. Exactly. They did an Anthrax XL. Uh, oh, that's for me then. What, tell me about that. Well, XL <laughs> meaning uh, 40. Meaning and, extra loud. <laughs> uh, meaning, meaning 40 in Roman numerals because oh. it was their 40th anniversary release. Single barrel bourbon finished in 20-year-old sherry casks. It's 115 proof. They did 400 bottles of that for $115. Wow. Wow. Why so limited? I know. The third one was the Healer. It's a bourbon. It's 115.6 proof. They did 360 bottles. It's $140. In 2020, the Scorpions yeah. did a, a, a whiskey with McMira, just as Motorhead did, uh, that called Rock and Roll Star. It's a single malt finished in ex-cherry wine casks. And the last bottle is the 2020 Alice in Chains one that Ed talked about earlier, the Few Spirits one. It's called All Secrets Known. It's a bourbon aged in tequila casks, which gave it that really interesting flavor for it. Uh, right. Six months. It's 101 proof, $75. And hopefully we will have that uh, episode with episode him, with yeah, him yeah, in, in February. In February, hopefully, yes. Yeah. So who's ready for round three of quiz I Lord knows oh. I am. So round three is metal and whiskey. The points have tripled to 300 for a first chime in correct answer, 150 for a second chime in correct answer, and 75 for a third chime in correct answer. And if you get it wrong, negative 75. The score right now, 375 for Ed, 150 for Siobhan, and 75 for Gabe. Question number one. Balls of Steel is a brand of stainless steel spheres that you can buy to cool down your whiskey without watering it down originally three quarters of an inch in diameter they later created an xl version fred <laughs> how large are the extra large balls of steel a one and a half inches b two inches c two and a half inches d three inches ed one and a half inches that is correct <laughs> oh my god that was so loud clearing the buzzers yes Question number two, early distillers settled on copper as the metal of choice used to create their pot stills. But because copper tends to wear out quickly and has become increasingly expensive, distillers began using stainless steel, which was both cheaper and more durable. However, distillers who did this began to notice a dramatic change in the quality of the whiskey and quickly switched back to copper. Why? A, because stainless steel can cause whiskey to smell like metal. B, because copper naturally removes distasteful compounds from the whiskey. C, because stainless steel naturally removes flavorful compounds from the whiskey. Or D, because copper is pretty. Ed. B. B, because copper naturally removes distasteful compounds from the whiskey. That is correct. Ed is running I, away with this. You know what? I was in love with you. Now I hate you. <laughs> Last question in round three. Like it matters. <laughs> in 2020, a study was published in the journal Regulatory Toxicology and Pharmacology about the physical harms that may result from the trace amounts of toxic heavy metals that can be found in all alcoholic beverages including arsenic, cadmium, chromium, cobalt, copper, iron, manganese, nickel, tin, lead, and zinc. Which of the following heavy metal songs best describes the study's recommendations about the heavy metals in your drams? A, Down With The Sickness by Disturbed, High and Dry by Def Leppard, BYOB by System of a Down, or D, Have a Drink on Me by ACDC? Gabe. D. D, Have a Drink on Me, ACDC? That is a correct answer. Whoa. Gabe comes back with 300. Gabe! 
Okay, so after three rounds, Ed has 975, Gabe has 375, and Siobhan has 150. I hate all of you. <laughs> so text me your points that you want to bet. What do I have, Scott? 975. You have enough. You should bet like 975. <laughs> <laughs> you bet it all. Tough guy. Mm. Okay, so the final question is about guar. (laughs) (laughs) In 2014, the metal band Guar, who recently put out their own whiskey brand, as discussed, opened a bar in Richmond, Virginia called Guar Bar. Wow. With a varied meat lovers and vegan friendly menu filled with punny names like demoned eggs, fried guardachoke, hail Satan, (laughs) guarbecue beans, and marrow sucker sauce. Which of the following is not an item that you can find on their menu? A. Nachos destructos. B. The vegan we don't kill everything burger. C. Guarsadillas. Or D. Satan's balls. This is a, the one that's not? The one that's not on the menu. So three of these are actually on their menu. Text me your answers. I have Siobhan's answer. I have Gabe's answer. Only waiting on Ed. And Ed has chimed in. Siobhan has the fewest points, so we'll do Siobhan first. Siobhan says Satan's bald. That is incorrect. I hate every single one of you. Siobhan. I'm just drunk. That's I know, but but you also bet zero points. So it <laughs> that's the best. Because part. that's you, the best part. Your right. anger is moot, right? So she ends up with 150 points. So this is why it's interesting. Gabe said D Satan's balls, which oh. we already know is incorrect. Gabe loses 375 points because he bet them all. Gabe ends up with zero. So it's all down to Ed. Ed has bet all of his points. What? Ed is going balls in. I love it. You're crazy. Ed guessed A, Nachos Destructos. Okay. And A is... Incorrect. (laughs) Siobhan is the winner. Wow. Wow. I had no idea whatsoever. (laughs) So So what was it, B or C? It was C, uh, Guarcidias. I just made it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the vegan uh, We Don't Kill Everything burger is actually on the menu. That made sense. I wasn't sure about A or C, and I took a guess. Right. So that's the end of it. Now we're going to pour a different whiskey for each other. It doesn't matter what we're drinking. Folks at home, this is the last chance you get to turn off this nonsense because we're not going to talk about whiskey anymore. We're going to talk about metal. And we'll be right back with the top 10 bands of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast.
And we're back, mm. and we're going to discuss our top 10 heavy metal bands. Metal bands! So, metal! So this Scott will say what not be easy. Yeah, so here's what I did. I said to these guys, send me your top 10 metal bands. I made a top 10 metal yeah. band list of my own, and what I did was I gave them a number from 1 to 10 reversed, so 10 for the number 1, 9 for number 2, all the way down to 10, which I only got one point. I did that for all four of us, for the bands that we chose, right. and then sorted the list okay. by the total, and that is our top 10 right. bands. Right, got it. And a few parameters, stuff like, you know, some hard rock bands are not metal, so we had to determine for Gabe that Led Zeppelin is not a heavy metal band, though they, a few of their songs could feel like metal. Yes. They are a classic rock band. And, they are. And, and so is Deep Purple, and so is Rainbow, and, mm-hmm. and, and many groups like that. So but, Siobhan's top 10 was fine. Her 11th band was The Carpenters, which is not metal. <laughs> I recently saw a YouTube video for the Carpenters, and Karen Carpenter was actually playing the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she does play drums. She was an incredible drummer. And it oh. took one comment about her weight yeah. for her to go into a deep depression. Uh-huh. It's really a shame. Interestingly, we all picked 10 bands. Right. We all had seven of our bands right. make the list. Oh, wow. So we shouldn't be too salty. No. About good. So there was 40 bands that we gave to you, and of those, you got 10. I did. Actually, though... I got 11 because <laughs> there was a tie at number 10. All right, there we go. I yeah. like, I like, apropos. I, yeah. I like how fair we are. Yeah, so, I love this. I can't uh, wait to hear it. So, number 10, tie, Kiss and Queensryche. Oh, wow. So, uh. one of Siobhan's favorite bands and one of my favorite bands ended up tying because we both chose them higher in our list, number three each. So, they both got eight points and eight was the 10th position. Mm. Okay. My favorite Kiss song is Great Expectations. Oh. Because it's not a typical Kiss song. Mm, Kiss was something I discovered in high school. I was bullied terribly in high school mm. my first freshman year. And the music of Kiss gave me the self-confidence to realize that I was someone who gave value to society. And probably because I was a very huge horror fan. Um, oh, the image of sure. seeing Gene Simmons spit blood yep. spoke to me. Yeah. And I just was ecstatic because it's the building of the self-confidence of who they were and who wow. you are as a person. Well, wow. I will say that they did an amazing job because I can't imagine now, today, anyone bullying you. Right. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, they spoke to me yeah, for wow, a very long time. It's so, yeah. Good, it, you know, it's, it's nice really cool. that you can use music to elevate yourself past immaturity I, of, of right. that age and find a strength behind that. Yeah. Okay, so the second band in that tie was Queensryche. And of course, this was mine. Mm. Queensryche came to me in 1988 with their album Operation Minecraft, which, God, is probably the most underrated heavy metal album of all time, a concept album, and it is just fantastic. It was tough for me to leave them off because I got into them way late in life from Scott. Scott showed me to them just probably within the last 10 years. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Like the talent when this came out was so elite. If there was a top 20, they definitely would have been for me. They're so good. Yeah, I can't talk about enough about Jeff Tate's voice. He is probably the top two or three rock and roll singers of all time. Number nine, Alice Cooper. This is a Siobhan pick. So when it comes to Alice Cooper, I'm not talking about the individual man. I'm talking about the entire band. And I'm talking about the one song that intrigued me was the ballad of Dwight Fry. 
And I never heard something so intriguing because it comes from the mind of a mental patient, someone who is clinically insane. Mm. And from that point on, I became an Alice Cooper fan and not just Alice Cooper, uh, Welcome to My Nightmare or Poison Alice mm, Cooper. I became out. or schools a, out, right? I became an old school Alice Cooper fan. Right. Like his original albums, not only did you have The Ballad of Dwight Fry, but you also have Sunrise and you also have Caught in a Dream. Mm, Call of Dreams, good song. Yep. Yes. Mm. It's like a story. And if it tells a story and if it has a soul to it, and it does. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about Alice Cooper. People mm. don't realize how long he's been around. Correct. I, I mean, when you look at the Canyon documentary about Hollywood, about, you know, the turtles and the mom, the papas and the Crossfields mm. and Nash and, and the Eagles and, mm-hmm. and the monkeys and everyone who lived out there. Well, Frank Zappa lived out there, mm-hmm. and, and Alice Cooper went to see him and tried out for him in the '60s, like yeah. in '68. Yeah, and like he cool. said, he said, "All right, well, listen, come back with your band, and we're going to do it. We'll try out at seven. And so at seven o'clock in the morning, Alice Cooper and his band set up in the basement and started to warm up. Frank Zappa comes down in the bathrobe and a coffee. He expects them to stay at seven <laughs> o'clock at night. He's like, "What's well, going to my house at seven <laughs> o'clock in the morning?" And so Alice Cooper and the band in 1968 they jammed to their early stuff, the stuff Siobhan's talking about. And so he signs Alice Cooper. So Alice Cooper lives in his house for a while with his band, and then yeah. Alice Cooper and Frank. Zappa are living with uh, wow. Buffalo Springfield and the Turtles right. and yeah. Mamas and the Papas and the Eagles. <laughs> that's so cool. And like Joni like Mitchell. compound. Strange and days, so, man. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, that's how long Cooper's been doing it. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have put him in the top 10, but I fully get where she's coming yeah. from. Yeah. Like, when I was researching after about these bands, Alice Cooper came up a lot. Maybe not top 10, but right. he was right. definitely in the top 20 of a right. lot of people's lists. Number eight, Guns N' Roses. Gabe and Ed chose this band. Yeah, I mm. felt like they could have used a few more albums. Why well, I didn't pick them because they yeah. didn't have a, enough yeah. albums. Yeah, for yeah. Yes. Yeah. absolutely. But, I agree mean, 100 at the time they came out, like 1985, mm. 86 or whatever around there. Appetite for Destruction is killer. And Welcome to the Jungle was a song that just announced them, like we're going to kick ass. It was as seminal a song for metal yeah. in the mid to late 80s as Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit was to grunge in the early 90s. It really was. And what I realized what my criteria was a lot of times was a great singer Mm -hmm. or at least a unique singer. Yeah. Because I don't think Axel was a great singer, but he was a one of a kind singer. Yeah, he was was a dynamic frontman. And Slash, great guitar player. Yeah, Guns N' Roses to me, like Kiss, was very hard rock but the way they presented themselves. Yeah, they were yeah, filling a void. Metal. I remember probably it was 88, 89. A couple of friends of mine, we were going up to New York to go skiing for the weekend. Okay. Naked. Well, As you do. Later As on. you do with just boots, guys. Sure. We had the cassette of Appetite for Destruction. Right. Yeah. And I don't think we put any other cassette on during the car ride <laughs> nah, up. Man, you could run it was a five and six hour That's car ride. That's an album you could run soup to nuts. Every we, song is good. Right. We must have played it seven, eight, nine times entirely through. You've been talking with Mr. Brownstone. That's like the fifth best song in the album. It won't leave you alone. Number seven, Anthrax. Pisses me off. I did not want Anthrax on the top ten. <laughs> How dare you, you? I'll tell you why. Because they're more punk to me than the metal. No, they're not traditional metal. Okay. I don't like them. Something or, or wrong I with don't you. Don't like them. And they're fun. I got to think Anthrax. They have good whiskey. Yeah. No. No. Clearly have something they're wrong with Anthrax. They're more punk to metal. They're more punk. They're not punk. Anthrax is a hundred percent metal. The guitar is metal. The lyrics are metal. But the vocals aren't. The vocals are. He hasn't held a note in his life. I see what Ed is saying. Uh, the music is metal. Absolutely. Correct. But the way that the original 
uh, Anthrax singer sings those songs is very punk in the style that he sings those songs. I don't songs. agree with that assessment. I can see what he means, but I don't agree with him that they should not be on this list did, because it did was- Did you put it in your top 10? I did. I'm the only one that didn't pick Anthrax, so I'm yes. out. Yes. So then I'm out. So, yeah, me, Gabe, and Siobhan all picked Anthrax. When you were moving out of your house, yeah. you had- lent me a couple of anthrax cds i was never into them yeah yeah i was a latecomer to the game mm-hmm. and i i borrowed like greatest hits and like uh, maybe another cd and i was like wow they're metal but they're digging into the rap genre yeah digging into the punk genre what, what's cool about my intro to anthrax was i i knew indians and i knew some of their older stuff um antisocial i liked it with public enemy too I'm i mean thought, I, I, don't, I don't hate living. anthrax i don't hate anthrax no. i'm not that clear but i just didn't think they were top 10 metal yeah and There's and, wrong and when you. I got into I them, so uh, what Persistence of Time was the album. And then the original singer left the band and they got a new singer, which was more sort of a grungy kind of singer, John Bush. Then they did Sound of White Noise. So I was there at the transition. That because, was the album you gave me. Yeah, because and the musicians intense. stayed the same. The singers changed. Their genres almost changed. And still they were amazing. Number six, System of a Down saw them twice wow. surge tanking and oh my there's, God. now talk about voices his voice exudes passion they incorporate their own ethnic music into the interludes and yes. then they come back at you with traditional metal uh, but they let you amazing. they never let you forget that they're not you and they never have sold out from their culture do you guys have a favorite song by them i mean there's so many for me but oh. I'm, I'm gonna go chop suey because that's like chop the first suey. one i fell in love with i like system of down i just don't know enough of their stuff would i be wrong to say they're maybe they're a, a genre all of their own i mean they're too hard not to be metal there's too much screaming and too much mosh pits i've been at their concerts system of a down really reminds me of alice cooper in a fashion that not oh, only does wow. he have a really voice of range but he tells a story in everything that he sings about yeah a favorite system of a down song i would probably say toxicity oh that's oh, an awesome God. song i mean i might pick that for my number one i would also nominate aerials yeah and byob yeah. and byob like it's they just have so many great songs their lyrics are simplistic but evocative yeah why do they always send the poor yeah there's nothing dramatic about that but it encapsulates 60 years of Simplic- socioeconomic I, racism yeah. uh, and prejudice exactly i don't mean that there's not any thought behind right, it but, I get- but so fraught with meaning yes Number five, Van Halen. First of all, he invented metal guitar in a lot of ways. Mm. And David Lee Roth was an underrated frontman. He was an egomaniac. But he was an egomaniac. But yeah. my God, I saw him on the solo career with TV Vi, and he was great. Yeah. Like, his skyscraper album was amazing. I can't say he was underrated. Maybe as a singer. Like, not yeah. as a frontman, he wasn't underrated, but yeah, as, a, right. as a singer, he, he, yeah, he, he didn't have the chops, but he had the image. Michael Anthony was the high note above him that helped carry mm-hmm. the song mm-hmm. to another level. Yeah, they had a good backup singers, right. Michael Anthony yeah. and Michael Eddie Anthony, Van Halen. Right. Yeah. Michael yeah, well, underrated. Plus, I mean, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, there's been nobody like him before or since him. Right. right. He set the genre. Right. People copied him, but he was the innovator. He was the first one. Eddie Van Halen was that guy in 1978 where everyone was like, what the hell is he doing? And so when you hear you know, Vivian Campbell in the Dio album, that's because he heard Van Halen five years earlier. Yeah. You know, Randy Rhodes did some Randy Rhodes without 
listening to Eddie Van Halen and building on what Eddie did. Oh, oh sure. sure. Gabe, uh, is that on your list too? Agreed. VH is number six on mine. What, what do you think about it? All right, so Van Halen was my number one. Wow. Yes. It was her number one. It was my number one. And um, my discovery of Van Halen was the OU812 album. And I will say it was the vocal range of Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And the guitar solo in Black and Blue is what really made me start to think. And once again, WSOU, Pirate Radio, Radio. exposed me to On Fire, Mm. Ain't Talking About Love, right? and a lot of B-sides of Van Halen. And that's was like, wow. You know, they wait a minute. They had two different lead singers. Right. And my punishment, if I ever was a bad kid, was no music and no MTV. <laughs> wow. So yeah. needless to say, I tried to be a really good student. I bet you did. Yeah. So number four, uh, Siobhan is not included in this one wow. or the next one, unfortunately. <laughs> wow. Sorry, writing a letter of protest. Number four, Iron Maiden. I was 15, and Iron Maiden came out, and it, it hit the criteria of what I consider a traditional metal band is, which is two guitarists and a kick-ass lead singer, Yeah, which is why Judas Priest should be on my top 10, but they're not, just because for some reason I didn't connect with them as much as Iron Maiden. But the difference is, Breaking the Law and Painkiller doesn't touch Trooper, where Eagles dare, Ace is high. Sure. The complexity of the lyrics and the power behind Steve Harris's band, which was Iron Maiden mm. and Bruce Dickerson's vocals, yeah. was just more depth than Judas Priest for me. So when I look at what Iron Maiden did when I was 15, I mean, but the Lords of Chaos story is I recorded Peace of Mind in the studio, but my parents wouldn't let me tour with them. And then I left Iron Maiden after that. <laughs> so that was my first big thing was after my solo albums of Phenom and Prodigy was being re- recruited by Iron Maiden to record. Right. Lords of Chaos is our fictional band. Fictional that Gabe band. gave the basis on the, the basis on the singer and rhythm and, guitar and, and rhythm guitar. And John is the drummer. Right. So just, you know, John has not so, been on the podcast so yet. Of, that, that's how important piece of mind is that I wrote that into my own bio that one of the two guitar players was me. So Gabe, um, why did you pick Iron Maiden? They have really in-depth songs. They really played into the strength of the MTV, and they, they used that to their advantage in the mid-'80s. Okay. And Bruce Dickinson has mm. just an amazing set of chops. He can belt out and howl right up there with Jeff Tate. Yeah, and, he's right and, there. And they have the great songs. They have, like, Run to the Hills, The yeah. Trooper, yeah. Clairvoyance. Ace is high, man. I mean, it's just there, there's so it's many great song. songs there. I mean, no matter what mood you're in, you just crank that up as mm-hmm. loud as it can go. I mean, we saw them, what, two years ago? They were amazing yeah like they hadn't lost anything and they're in their 70s i know that the big 20 foot eddie they dropped a spitfire on us for aces high yeah so my story about iron maiden is when i was in like i don't know seventh or eighth grade like a girl in my class she was a metal chick at such a young age and and i remember her name is her name was marie and i also remember her last name but i won't say it (laughs) maybe she's listening but i will always remember her because she loved iron maiden yeah and and i was like i don't really like metal music and she was like it's metal music and it's really hard but look at these lyrics and she showed me the rhyme of the ancient mariner yeah which i knew was also a poem right by samuel coleridge and i read the, the lyrics of the song and oh wow Wow, this band is kind of different than the normal. They're almost like Led Zeppelin in a way, like the way they went to the Vikings and the Knights. Yeah, and and I put that in the back of my mind, and then I really didn't get into Iron Maiden until later in my life, but then when I did... I hearken back to that moment when she showed me that, and I was like, wow, it all sort of comes together, and I really like Iron Maiden now. What about you, Gabe? Yeah, I agree with everything. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, Duel. 
This was my number one band. For Ed, it was six. And for Gabe, it was two. And not only is this my top metal band, this is my top band ever. Right. Of all bands, of all genres. That doesn't surprise me at all. So how do you really feel? I love Tool. So Ah. from the opening strains of the first song that I ever heard from them, which was Sober on MTV, that guitar riff to the end riff of The Pot, which was on their 10,000 Days album. Just the gamut wow. that has run between those albums and those songs yeah. and the progression that they made as a band and the four of them being just master musicians. They remind me of a really dark, progressive, heavy metal version of Led Zeppelin. Or King Crimson, which Scott and I have seen live as well. And who That's was that, a very who was a heavy influence on Tool. Oh no, I can I can definitely see that. I know that I was the reason why Gabe and Ed picked Tool on their list because I introduced the band to them many I, years ago. Though. Many years ago, and I'm interested in like what what your guys' favorite songs are. Well, I mean, Tool. I, I saw the sober video on MTV the same as you. Mm. Um, I was a fringe fan, yeah. and then when you loved them so much, I revisited them. Right. I would say Eulogy is my favorite song. Okay. Yes. Um, but Pot is right there. Yes. And 46. 46 and 2. Is, yes. So that's my three. Oh, and Lateralis. Lateralis. If I could only listen to four songs from Tool the rest of my life, I would survive on those four. Those are my exact four. Yeah. I love it. Well, I got to agree. I mean, 46 yeah. and 2 is very complex. It's very deep. Um, yeah. Eulogy is one I would go back to time and again. Uh, Wings Ten- for Marie. Oh, the 10,000 Days where it sings about his yeah. mother dying yeah. Yeah, is really what that song's about. Something it's- about it is deep and it's resonating and it burrows into your soul and it holds on to you. I know. I saw them perform it live in Atlantic City and it was fantastic. But- One of the things that I'm very surprised about is that none of you mentioned our anima. Oh, uh, the album? The said? album or the song? The song. Oh, yeah. It's a song about um, California sinking into the Correct. ocean. It's a great yeah. song. You, you know what else is good? Uh, yeah. Right in two. Oh, yeah. That's a good song. That's a, that's a really intense song right, as we well. Have, we have to move on to the next. All right. What's we, next? We, we really do. So, okay. The top two we all had on our lists. Number two, Black Sabbath. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. Here's Scott with the details. That's actually me. Hi. So a quick editor's note here. Edward got a little salty about Ozzy Osbourne not making the top 10 list. Black Sabbath was number two. He, of course, assumed who number one was, and there wasn't enough room for Ozzy Osbourne on the list. And uh, yeah, things got heated. The arguing went on for about 20 minutes. We're not proud of the way we acted. However... Calmer Heads did eventually prevail, and it was his suggestion that we just play a bit of his rant with some soothing elevator music underneath of it for about 30 seconds, so that's what we're going to do. 12. Are you fucking kidding me? 12? Ozzy Osbourne is 12. Oh. They didn't have it on their list? Ed. I did not have it? No. I'm the only one that had Ozzy? Yes. Ed, it's 1.31 a.m. I'm going to need you no, to get no, over no. that. The time is not going to change how outrageous <laughs> it is. It just... That, it, no, no, no. It's just nothing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not taking this laying down. How you guys did not include Ozzy in your list is unbelievable. Well, I, what about Perry Mason? What about No More Tears? Ed. What about... We're talking about Ozzy Osbourne, where we should be talking about Black Sabbath, who was number two, which we all picked. Well, you knew this was going to happen. I don't know why you're acting surprised. Okay, so Sabbath, I mean, this is a band that was way ahead of his time. Rhythm section of Burt Ward and Geezer Butler. Bill Ward. What'd I say? Burt Ward. He was in Batman. 
That's right. He was a he was a award. The ward of Batman by uh, Bruce Wayne. That's right. So So Geezer Butler was one of the best bases ever heard. Tony Iommi, his fingers are cut off. He goes and gets these little, and he's had the same ones forever. These little rubber prosthetics he puts on top of the nubs of his fingers. No shit. Yeah. And he plays guitar with them and he goes up and down sliding and it gives him that sound that nobody else has. Yeah. It's a Sabbath sound. And of course, Ozzy's an okay singer too. I had them at four. Siobhan had them at five. Gabe had them at eight. You had them at two. Yeah, because I felt like they were iconic. Sabbath just influenced metal in general. Like they brought the mood and the chords and the power. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, I I might have put them too low at eight. I mean, they definitely had an influence uh, from the early seventies. That a lot of bands. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of them passed them. Gabe, I can fully appreciate what you did because a lot of bands did pass them from. But to me. I looked at how many hours I listened to metal, and Sabbath was the number one band that I listened to. Gabe put Dio above Black Sabbath, so that's yeah, all right. I'm your I, face. I, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. hello, gasoline. Here's some fire. No, I, no. I mean, I, I, I. By the way, what podcast is this? By the way, I don't know. Whiskey tangent. Whiskey metal. We're tangent. not one of those like history ones that goes on for four hours an episode. Yeah. There's so much editing. So, um, uh, Black Sabbath. Though I, I came into sort of late in my life. Um, Why I, though? Explain that. I don't really know. Why? Because what I, were you listening to? Like just like Morrissey, Madonna, <laughs> Madonna, Morrissey until you were twenty five, and then I heard Children of the Grave. <laughs> it turned my whole life right, around. Right. But once I started listening to them and uh, hearing all of their back catalog, and then really appreciating the fact that they were the first ones, they were the innovators. Yeah, that's why they're number four on my list <laughs> above like a lot of bands that I love. It's like nobody sounds like them until like five years after them. I know, and I will note that I was the only person to put Slipknot oh so rip my heart out to leave them out yeah so we will do the number one which is is probably no surprise because we've talked about them already we drank two of their whiskeys amazing number one on the top 10 metal bands picked by all of us Ed at number one Gabe at number one Siobhan at number five and me (laughs) at number two number one Metallica me what every year they've been out have defined metal for that year like they are just metal to find they have the best name i mean yeah could he be a better singer absolutely he could be a better singer he could be yeah. but i wouldn't want a different singer from metallic he True. just works right the drummer is top five all time sure metal he's a, a guitar player top five all time yep. and whatever bass that they've had in there has been fire i think metallica their longevity and success in their longevity mm-hmm. they remind me of the sort of the rolling stones of the metal world world wow like it's fair 80s 90s thousands yeah. tens right. like they, into the they tw- can adapt yeah. to the changes of the times yeah and and they've had success in every single decade that they've yeah. made and music they just push it out yeah even the album you hate yeah that they followed up with one of the best albums ever yes. right i think metallica for me was one of those bands that i officially understood that emotion can be expressed through music yeah Wow, um, in the sense of frustration, in the sense of displeased with this idea that you have to respect your parents, with the idea of not caring for our veterans. Mm. I mean, they had so many messages and so much of their music. You're saying it's okay to question authority and not just go with the, with the norm. Absolutely. And what, what do you think is acceptable because something is a higher power than you? And absolutely. And, and the thing about Metallica was in the very beginning. 
beginnings of the 90s and late 80s, you know, their popularity was something that people were not used to. Right, they lost to Jethro Tull at the Grammys <clears throat> the first time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And, big you know, and I, and I think for a long time, that was a big crock for them, and I understand why. But when I saw them in concert, they had banners there saying, fuck Jethro Tull. <laughs> so, to me, that metal that they exuded was a release of frustration, no right. matter what it was that you were going through. Yep. You could feel it, and that sure. was your expression. But when it came to and justice for all it was like they became that polished band and for each song you could definitely identify into one situation or another specifically so that when i received the tape from columbia house my mother took it from me <laughs> the 10 for a penny seven she- of ed's were ozzy osbourne <laughs> Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. I got seven of the same album. And so then what I did was I went back to school the next day and I had a friend of mine just dub it for me. And this is Catholic school. 1980 in your face mom and and justice for all was my first exposure and ever since then i've been a fan yeah so i don't want to ask anybody about their particular metallica song favorite but yeah. their, your favorite album and for you yes. it's injustice for all yeah uh gabe how about for you i gotta say that yeah injustice for all that's the one that brought me to the game okay sure put me yes. into yeah. the mindset of like, well, I got to go back and check out their back catalog and Correct. get into the yeah. one. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I yeah. did. Yeah. Ed, your favorite Metallica album? <sighs> it's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's three or four albums that are popping in my head right now. I, God damn it. I mean, Justice for All is so <laughs> good. I mean, I'd probably go with there. Like Just I said for earlier all. tonight. Really? Wow. I, I, if you remember, I said earlier tonight, I thought that was their musical Zenith at that point. Yes. Yes, you did. I mean- there's a rawness to Master of Puppets with battery and uh, title track. That's a close second. Yeah. It has yep. to be. Absolutely. So I, I have to go Justice for All 1 and Master of Puppets second. So once again, the three of you are wrong. And <laughs> Wait, right. Death Magnetic is uh, my favorite. Uh, yes. And you're probably right. Metallica album. He's not. He's enough. not. Don't entice him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my favorite. It's Scott's favorite. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like a Scott Number hat. one Metallica album of right. all time that you will also listen to and love. I won't. <laughs> I did. And I did. So, God, this has been a marathon. Uh, It is uh, two in the morning. We hope you enjoyed part five of the heavy metal episode. (laughs) Ed, take us out. Um, (laughs) So we had Blackened and we had Blackened Castrant, which, which were both good. Yeah. Scott liked the higher proof, so he would get the cast rent. But the rest of us said, you know what? The $45.90 proof was good enough, and that's where we would live. And the Slipknot and the Blackened 90 proof, they're both really good. So, I mean, Siobhan is probably ordering both this week. And I got to tell you, I can't blame her because they're both delicious. This is the longest episode we've ever dumped. I feel bad for Scott right now. He's got a lot of work to do. Oh, Oh, it's okay. Scott loves it. I feel like I should pull my wallet out and, like, tip him or something. Give him $40. Pull your tip out and tip him. We... (laughs) Wow. Just the tip, though. Uh, I can't handle all of Gabe. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Hey, Gabe. Yeah, we're we're almost four hours. (gasps) Yeah. I got some work to do. We we broke a new ground here. Yeah. So I really appreciate you all for checking in tonight. I mean, this was an epic episode for us. We've been trying to do it for a year. It's our top 10 heavy metal, and we kind of agree on most of them, which is interesting, because even the three we don't agree on, we have to argue about, because we're just children. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Siobhan. I'm Gabe. And uh, once again, if you want to taste whiskey the right way, get an eat glass. Yes. The official tasting glass of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. Woohoo! Woohoo! Thanks, everyone. Thank you.
If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent. And follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy. And follow Scott at giant cup of awesome, spelled A-W-S-U-M, just to be annoying. Hey! You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.